Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from his Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, who has been caused, who has caused to be written for our learning this scripture today for our part three on prayer from Psalm 102, verses 1 and 2. Listen to my prayer, O Lord, and hear my cry, my cry for help. When I am in trouble, don't turn away from me. Listen to me and answer me quickly when I call. So far the text. I would like to begin this morning sharing with you one of the most, probably the most, embarrassing moment in the life of my father, who, by the way, has been in heaven now for 16 years. His truck, the truck he was driving, stalled along the state highway. And as gentlemen will do in southwestern Wisconsin, one stopped to help, to inquire about the problem. Together, they realized that the truck had simply run out of gas. Now, what you ask is so peculiar about that. Well, you see, my father was a bulk oil distributor, and the truck that ran out of gas was one used to haul and to deliver fuel oil and gasoline products. Now you know why it was an embarrassing moment. Is not this incident also, though, a parable applicable to many of us? I believe so. We who serve the Lord. It is, not, is it not true that we, we often get so busy carrying the fuel of the gospel that we neglect fueling our own spiritual engines? Many a Christian worker is stalled by the side of the road because he or she fails to take the time to be alone with the Lord in private prayer. If we are too busy to pray, we are just too busy. Dr. Luther is famous for many things, of course, but one of those is his saying that he prayed, he says that he prayed just so much every day, except when he had an extra busy day. Then he prayed twice as much. Allow me to share some basic steps that should be found in our private prayer life. Yours and mine. Around a four-letter word, acts, A-C-T-S. This may very well be something you've been instructed of in another way, in another place. Be with me today. For the first step is A, adoration. Prayerfully read Isaiah 6, and when you do, you will find that Isaiah had a unique awareness of the presence of a holy 
omnipotent, transcendent God. When prayer is a conscious and personal communication with God, it is obvious that a consciousness of God's presence, it's, it's essential. Take time, therefore, to simply close your eyes and think about the Lord. He is almighty, Father, personal, kind, merciful, gracious, concerned about us, about us as individuals and we as the people of God. Isaiah says in chapter 40, He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Our second step is confession. C-A-C. In 1 John 1, written to the Christians, these words. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We need every day, every day, my goodness, that's seven days a week. We need every day to be honest with our God, to confess every sin to repent of every sin, to be cleansed of every sin, to be forgiven of every sin, and to pray for strength to overcome each day's new temptation. Pray. Pray the prayer of the psalmist in 139. It'll be familiar to many of you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me, lead me in the way everlasting. If you'd like to pursue that, I don't have the time, but you can turn to Psalm 51. You can turn to Psalm 50, 32, 51, 32. When you get home, they will also be extremely helpful as you look at this concept of C, confession. The third step in our prayer life is marked by a T, thanksgiving. Yeah, not next, not just a week from Thursday, Bill. Not just that day, but every day. We have so much to thank our God for. I would like to share something that came across my computer this morning as I was sitting there for a few moments reflecting on the devotions that I usually receive in one of them, these words. Most of you may remember the story of Matthew Henry. Well, I'll be more honest. Some of you may. Who, after being robbed, reflected on his experience saying, I'm thankful that he never robbed me before. I'm thankful he only took my wallet, not my life. Although he took everything I had, it wasn't much. 
And I'm glad it was I who was robbed and not I who did the robbing. What a great example, no? Of being thankful in all circumstances as the Apostle Paul has given to us. So this, T, thankfulness. We have so much to be thankful for. You sit with family. You sit with friends. Here in this place and far beyond this place. A spouse, children, word and sacraments for sure. Health care, reasonable health, opportunity for Christian service. Well, you know the list could go on. The very breath we breathe is by the grace of God. Too many times we, without serious reflection, say, we thank you for all your blessings. Yeah. But we fail to name them. How much better for us if we would name them one by one. Read the entire Psalm 103. Rediscover there how to express thanksgiving. Next time, when everything seems to be going wrong, try this. A blank sheet of paper, a line down the middle. On the left side, write all the bad things that have been happening to you. You probably can think of some. Then on the right side, write good things. You will, you will write until you run out of space. Thank the Lord for your blessings one by one. Think, and you will thank. A, C, T, and then S. Supplication. The fourth letter. The fourth way of private prayer. Last week we dealt with supplicating. Asking God for help to meet needs. Supplication. Asking for really has two divisions. The first is intercession. Two weeks ago, we looked at James chapter 5, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Intercession, of course, should always be preceded by confession and repentance. Only when we have confessed our own sins and experienced cleansing, and dedicate ourselves anew to do the will of God in our own lives, only then can we effectively, effectively pray for others. Romans chapter 9 helps us see that we need be totally sincere about praying for others. Here's Paul. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people. And so the Apostle Paul prayed that he could be better at caring for his people. So it is in the life of your pastor, whoever that is. Take time to pray. That's the encouragement. Pray compassionately for the lost, for those who are ill, the bereaved, those who are troubled for one reason or another. Some would discourage you 
from praying for someone who's apart from their Lord. You've perhaps heard it, in fact, right? You're waiting, you're wasting your time. They'll never change. Please, please hear what the psalmist wrote. Many are they who say to me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Pay particular attention to the opening phrase in that passage. Many are they who say, yeah, everybody's got an opinion. But until God speaks on the matter, the jury is still out. As long as he's still on the throne and his promises are still true and sure, keep praying and believing God for a miracle. Some would say, they're so far from God right now, you, you can simply respond, they may be. But hear this. I'm willing to bet you've never heard it before. From Isaiah. Hear this from Isaiah and rejoice. The Lord's hand is not shortened. That it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. The one for whom you are concerned is not too far gone, not for our Lord. So the first part of supplication is intercession. The second part of supplication is petition. We bring our needs before God. Jesus invites us, ask, and it should be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Bring your needs before him. I am convinced that if we thank him for his blessings, confess our sins to him, and intercede on behalf of others, we shall bring our needs to him. Praying with Jesus. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The acts of your private prayer life. A. Adoration. C. Confession. T. Thanksgiving. And S. Supplication. I would encourage, take time today. In fact, take time each and every day to pray. And your pastor says, Amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses our human understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in that same Lord Jesus Christ who makes all of those acts possible. Let us confess our faith in him together with the Father and the 